The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about a traditional digital marketing channel, if such a thing actually exists. Joining us is Perry Marshall, who is the owner of Perry Marshall Associates, which is a Google AdWords-focused consultancy that has worked in over 300 industries. Perry is endorsed by Forbes and Inc. Magazine as one of the most expensive business consultants in the world. And yesterday, Perry talked to us about how and why brands should prioritize AdWords over other performance marketing channels. Today, we're going to continue our conversation and talk about some of the common misconceptions about how to optimize your AdWords campaigns. Here's the second part of our interview with Perry Marshall, owner of Perry Marshall Associates. Perry, welcome back to the MarTech podcast. Thank you. Uh, Having a great conversation so far. We'll keep it going. Absolutely. So yesterday we talked about Google AdWords and how it's a little different than the other performance marketing channel. And my big takeaway was that When you can get your Google AdWords set up, it's a platform that will consistently run as opposed to something that's going to be volatile over time and require a lot of maintenance. So let's talk about optimizing and setting the bar high for your Google AdWords campaign. I'll preface this with I've run some AdWords tests for the MarTech podcast, and I was targeting things like MarTech podcast and MarTech and marketing podcast. And there's a million different variables that you can test, whether it's your keyword list, who you're reaching out to, when you're reaching out to, what your ad copy is. Give me the 10,000 foot view on how to think about optimizing your campaigns to make sure that they are effective and stay that way. So what you should think about is a term that we call the search continuum. And that is that when people are looking to solve a problem and buy something, there's an early stage where their interest is very broad and they're just kind of trying to figure out what they're trying to do. And that person might, and I'm going to really oversimplify this for illustration, that person types in something like marketing on Google. Like they don't know anything about marketing and they're trying to figure out, right? Then they begin to figure things out. And what they will do is they will start typing different types of keywords into Google as they get closer and closer to an actual purchase. So an example of the end of the marketing continuum, it's like typing in marketing or advertising or online advertising might be the beginning. What comes at the end is something like, They type in Google Ads Consultant Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 
or, you know, something really specific like that. Right. So what you're talking to is essentially that there is multiple phases that people are using Google for. There's the research, which tends to be your head terms, one or two word terms that are more broad and focused on education or definition. Then you get down into more specific product education, you know, marketing consultant. And then when somebody's really ready to hire, it's best marketing consultant in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And they're having an indication of being ready for purchase. They're showing some sense of purchase intent. Right. So the early search continuum keywords, they're short keywords and phrases with very high volume. And usually those phrases are less expensive per click. And then you get to these longer, more specific, and the volume of those drops considerably, and the price per click goes up considerably. And one of the rookie mistakes is people just indiscriminately throw all this stuff in one place, and then they just sort of sling mud against the wall and see what sticks. And that's actually very inefficient. I mean, it could take you quite a long time to figure out, oh, none of these people that typed in marketing on Google are actually going to buy anything. Sometimes they never figure this out. They're not even tracking. So you have to track all this stuff down to a keyword level, track leads, track sales, and really pay attention to what's going on. And really the first step in any PPC campaign is getting conversion tracking in place. That's literally the first step. And whenever you audit a Google account for how good a job is this person doing here, that's the first thing that you do. So this is a basic fundamental thing. And then a more advanced application of this is that sometimes people will find that the early terms aren't converting, but they lead to people converting later And then if they stop bidding on the early terms, they stop getting conversions on the later stuff too, because other people got in front of them and earned more trust. So now you're in a whole game of attribution of, well, what actually caused this person to buy? And the truth is, is that there's a whole sequence of things which together caused the person to buy. But what you can do is you can start close to the sale and then you can start working your way backwards in the sales funnel to earlier stages. And that's generally how you're going to start from scratch and make something work. So when you're setting up your campaigns, your suggestion is think about it from the marketing funnel perspective, go towards the people that are closest or the keywords that are closest towards a conversion. The example you used was marketing consultant in a specific location near me, marketing consultant in a location name. I'll use another indication that somebody's ready to buy is what to pay for a marketing consultant or marketing consulting rates. They're thinking about what the actual costs are. And then you're working your way back towards the top of the funnel, which is how to find a marketing consultant. Mm -hmm. So that's campaign structure. And you're basically breaking up your campaigns, not into keyword sets that are looking at them at the phase of their funnel. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. 
1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Talk to me about some of the other variables, and I will mention that there are multiple, whether it is when and where you're bidding or how much you're bidding. How do you think about things like geo-targeting or bid optimization? What's the strategy there? Well, right off the top, one of the most important strategies is remarketing or retargeting. So remarketing says, when people come to my website, I'm going to follow them around the internet, and I'm going to keep showing my ads to them. Well, that is one of the most cost-effective forms of marketing, and you should actually do that first before you start buying any kind of cold traffic. Why should you do that? Because you already have some visitors to your website, and those visitors are a lot more likely to buy something from you than strangers. So if you spend money to get them back, that money will probably produce a return on investment for you faster than money you'd spend on cold traffic. And this is counterintuitive because people think, well, I already got this person to my site. I shouldn't have to spend money to get them again. Well, what you're actually doing is you're invoking the 80-20 rule. And what you're saying is 80-20 says 20% of the visitors spend 80% of the time on your site. Those are the ones that are most likely to buy. Those are precisely the ones that you should invest in re-advertising to. So that will actually produce the fastest return. So then what you do is you start your testing there because testing warm traffic is a fourth as expensive as testing cold traffic. So that means you can do four times as many tests for the same amount of money. And now you only put tested ads in front of cold traffic, which immediately drops your risk considerably. This is actually a necessity in 2019 because traffic can be so expensive. So I understand what you're saying, which is the people that have been to your site already have the highest percentage of conversion, and you should retarget to try to take advantage of the people that are closest to the bottom of your funnel. With AdWords, I don't really think about retargeting. With Google Display Network, I do, right? I'm following people around the internet with banner ads. Talk to me about how you think of retargeting with keywords, right? If somebody is searching for the same keywords, you're not targeting a person, you're targeting what keywords they're searching. Well, no, you're targeting a person. So Google knows who all these people are, just like Facebook does. So there's two kinds of retargeting on Google. There's RLSA, which is retargeting listing for search ads where you're only targeting people who have visited your website, but then they go back and they search for marketing consultant again. 
they've already visited your website, but now your ad is showing up when they type marketing consultant into Google. Well, people will go back and search over and over and over again and refine stuff. And you're taking advantage of that. The other kind of retargeting is on the display network. So you go to the New York Times or maybe you're on eBay or some blog and Google ads are showing up for you there. That's retargeting too. And it's a different form, but both of those are less expensive than cold traffic. Right. And I know that we're running a little short on time. So I want to talk to you about the problem that I've always had with AdWords, which goes back to the bid optimization conversation. Every time I've run an AdWords campaign, I get a mixture of performance and I see some things with a high click-through rate, and then I see some things with a low cost per conversion. And I never know what to do, whether my low cost per conversion means I should raise my bids or a high click-through rate means I should lower my bids. What are the ways that you think about when to increase or lower what you're paying for given keywords? What are the signals and how do you try to amplify? You have to start somewhere. And initially, you have to just start with optimizing for click-through rate because it might be all you have at that moment. But you are always trying to do most of your optimization around conversion, not just clicks. Clicks only gives Google money. Only conversions actually matters. So as soon as you start having a data, your locus of attention and optimization starts moving deeper into your sales funnel. In fact, eventually you may be optimizing for people who buy two or three times, not just people that buy the one thing or just generate the sales lead. So you kind of have to look at it holistically rather than just optimizing one thing. Say you have a great keyword and your cost per conversion is super low and you want to amplify that. Do you have any other option other than raising your bid, which then impacts what your cost per conversion is? The more you raise your bid, worse your CPAs are going to look. Well, you can continue to write better ads that will get you even more impressions for the same impression cost or less. But then eventually you usually do have to scale up your bids to scale up your traffic. And then you have to be very, very careful. But you have to do it in steady increments. Well, Perry, I appreciate the time. I know that you have to run. You have to go to another meeting. But let me just say thank you for telling us a little bit about your view on AdWords. It's great to have you on the show. We appreciate you being our guest. And I learned a lot about AdWords and where it sits in the rest of the marketing mix. Thank you, Mr. Shapiro. Appreciate you being on your show. Take care. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Perry Marshall, the owner of Perry Marshall Associates, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Perry, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet at Perry Marshall, P-E-R-R-Y-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, or you could visit his company's website, which is perrymarshall.com. A couple of links that I'd like to tell you about, which are in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com slash question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Or if you'd prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox, we have a once a week newsletter, which you can subscribe by going to benjshap.com newsletter. 
Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.